1: On a Tuesday when we're still trying to cope with the fallout of the European Cup final, the lies continue to come from the French government, the French police, and the truth continues to wash over them while they try to ignore it. Tom Werner, Liverpool president, has sent a letter to the French Minister of the Interior demanding an apology and also demanding an independent investigation into what took place the evidence that this was not the fan the fault of fans is quite overwhelming and the more videos you see the more testimony you read it was very clearly an organizational failure and those who were there to cause trouble were locals they weren't Liverpool fans they weren't Real Madrid fans and there's more and more stories coming from the Real Madrid end as well about things that took place. Uh, Keva from Sky, who I'm not a fan of, as everybody knows, he's actually been brilliant with his reporting of this. But he's also stated that he was tear gassed down at the Real end, not at the Liverpool end. So it does go to show it was all over. It wasn't just at one end. And if you haven't seen the clip of the French minister for the interior and his press conference, I do advise you to watch it. Um, it is quite staggering just how many lies that man tells in one short span of time. I would also advise you just to Google him, just Google him, and he's a real piece of work. Um, but we're not going to talk about it that anymore. It's over. It's done. The investigation needs to happen, and we all know the truth of what happened. We did a podcast yesterday, in old school myself, Gags, Jay Reed, and Tom James. I'd ask you all to go listen to that and listen to what the lads have to say. All three of them were at the game. They had different experiences because they were in different groups, but Jay and Tom in particular, what they had to go through, what they dealt with, what they saw is quite quite telling. Gags had family members there who experienced similar. So go and listen to that. It is out now on Anfield Index. Uh, News today that uh, PSG are interested in Naby Keita. How true that is, I don't know, but he's clearly a very good player. He's got one year left in his contract and it would make sense that clubs would have interest in him. Um, £50 would be a lot to get for him with one year left in his deal. Maybe €50 million, it might not be £50 million, but still it's over €40 million. If you could sell him and buy Gavi from Barcelona, who's holding out and signing that new contract, that could be something of interest to us. We'll be interested to see what happens in midfield this season. We know that Chumeni was the top target. It appears that now Real Madrid is the destination for him. It appears like the price just got beyond what we were willing to pay and Real offered him a bigger bag of money than we offered him. So off he goes. If he's one of those, we don't want him. Simple as that. Um, There will be alternatives. You'd look at our team. And we know Sadio's almost certainly leaving. Divock is leaving. Tacky, in all likelihood, will leave. So that will be three gone out of the attack. Carvalho replaces Tacky more than anything else, playing in that kind of wide role. So you're looking for someone and it will probably be one player to replace Divock and Sadio. So you're looking at a number nine. And that is definitely a need. There's definitely a need in midfield. Our weakest link is the, is the right-sided midfield spot. That's been clear to everybody for a couple of years now. And if we can address that this summer, it will be huge. So many's not an attack-minded player, but he can play in a box-to-box role and he can be quite impactful getting forward. But watching the game from Saturday night, what we were clearly missing was like a game-breaker. Someone with creativity in the final third, someone who carries a goal threat, really, whether that be to score goals or make the goals. That's what's badly missing from this Liverpool team in that midfield spot, because that midfield spot plays so high advanced. They're basically a fourth attacker. And you can be the biggest Jordan Henderson fan in the world, but you're not going to make any kind of argument that he's a goal threat. He's clearly lacking the technical ability to play that role, the calmness to play that role, the intelligence to play that role. He has his strengths and none of them translate well to that role. So for him, his future's got to be being the backup to Fabinho. If you look at his season, he was largely terrible in that right sided role, Everton away being the kind of big standout performance from him there. But his other good performances this season came as a number six. There wasn't many of them, but they were as a number six. He did fine as the backup six bar Brighton at home, which was shambolic. But that right-sided eight role was an unmitigated disaster from August to May, culminating in a very poor performance of the Champions League final. So that position needs to be addressed. Now, there's a lot of options for that role. We could sign someone... Ideally, someone that is sort of an 8-10 hybrid type that would allow us to shift in-game to 4-2-3-1 without having to make a substitution, but can fit into the 4-3-3. Now, Milinkovic-Savage is one player who could absolutely do it. Dominic Sabalaya, he could do it. Lavro meyer he could do it. Somebody mentioned Christian Eriksson yesterday. I think that could be an interesting route to explore. His passing ability is unquestionable. The calmness he brings is outstanding. He's a great player. So you could look at him. If you got him on a free, you could look to bring in someone else as well, like a Dominic Sabalaya, and rotate them. Because with Ericsson, you'll have to manage him carefully, especially with how we play. With Dominic, he's a young player that you want to develop. So, if we had the two of them to rotate, that could be an ideal situation. Dominic's ball carrying, his ball striking ability, it's a really good passer, he's a really good crosser. I do think Milinkovic Savage would probably be my number one option. And if we were interested in Many and we knew the price initially was around 65 million then the money's probably there. We need two in midfield regardless. Ox is going. Milner's no longer really a factor. And there's rumours today that he may well leave. So we need two in midfield anyway. If Nabi leaves, we really would need three, which is quite a lot to do. But, you know, if you got Gavi in, so you get Thiago Gavi as the left-sided, Fabinho Henderson as the right sided. And then you just sign two players who can play that right sided role. And you can get two different types of players. You get like a Dominic and maybe someone like Quadio Coney, who's a more dynamic box to box ball winner type. So then you've got different types of looks for different types of situations. That number nine spot presents. Lots of opportunity for us as well. Those are the two needs we have now. Squad needs backup, right back, and then we're probably good. If you consider a backup Liverpool 11 or a depth Liverpool 11 of Kelleher, a new right back, Calvin Ramsey or whoever, Matip and Gomez or Kanate and Gomez, whichever way you preferred, as the center backs, Costa Simicus as the left back, that new midfielder on the right the new backup midfielder, Henderson and then Gavi or Nabi, if Nabi stays. And then up front, you've got Jota, Bobby and Carvalho. You, then you've also got Harvey Elliott. And you've also got Curtis Jones. So there's plenty of depth there. You could say Harvey's the backup right side eight and someone like a Coney, or maybe you buy someone who's even a bit younger and a bit more of a project, Them and Curtis are seven and eight, whatever way you want to look at it. So in the starting 11, it is just those two spots, because everything else is great. With The best goalkeeper, great centre-backs, great left-back, great right-back, great holding midfielder, great controlling midfielder, Thiago, two wide forwards, Salah and Diaz, are a match for anybody. So there's loads of options for the midfield spot. And there's loads of options up front, depending on what Klopp wants. If he wants a non traditional nine in Kunkula Turo, Joe Felix players of that. Now, Joe could be an interesting option if Klopp wanted to switch to a 4 2 3 1 as a 10. Joe could be really interesting. He put Joe behind somebody like a Darwin Nunez, an Osimian, whoever. Tammy Abraham, maybe. So maybe you don't buy that right-sided midfielder. Maybe you buy a 10. So you've got midfield, you play a two-man midfield, Fabinho Thiago works perfectly, we know that. Henderson, Naby or Gavi. Plus Jones is then your depth in those two positions. You've got five for those two roles. That's fine. Salah's your right winger. Harvey's your backup. Whoever's your 10, you buy that 10. Bobby's the backup. Curtis can also play there. Harvey can play there. Carvalho's your backup left winger to Diaz, but he can also play as the backup 10. And then Jota's your backup to your 9. Maybe that works even better. And again, you're looking at some of the same players. Sergei could be an option. Or you go for a more attack-minded, like front three type who can play that role. Again, Nkunku. Again, Chef Felix. Those two would be... Those two probably be the highest end in terms of value. That nine role is interesting, though, because a lot of people have said for a while, you know you can't really play Mo with a nine because it'll affect his game. But when Mo was at Roma, he was playing with Ed and Jekyll. And that's what we bought him on the basis of, was that he does really well with Jekyll. Now, Darwin Nunes is the striker who looks the most likely to arrive and his link of play is not great. It's the truth of it. It's the one area of his game that is quite weak right now. But it's not an area that he doesn't have some talent in. It's not an area he can't improve. And Klopp has a history of turning number nines into all-timers. Just look at Lewandowski. Look what he did with Aubameyang. So could he do the same with Darwin? Yeah, probably. But again, Ossimian, Tammy, Ivan Tony could be an option. Isaac from Sauciedad could be an option. There's a lot of good strikers out there available to us this summer. There's a lot of good attacking midfielders out there available to us this summer. But we do need to be aggressive. City have already said there's going to be more signings on top of Haaland and Julian Alvarez. Of course, Pep, bald head that he has, has gone crying to his... His sugar daddies and demanded more money because you know how do you expect him to win anything having only spent 1.1 billion? It's just not fair. The conditions he's forced to work in. He's only got four center backs who cost over 40 million. He's only spent 270 million on fullbacks. I mean, how how is this man expected to do anything? So we need to make sure we're not left behind by them we need to make sure we can maintain the level that we've shown in four of the last five seasons or three of the last four, three of the last four seasons. It should be an exciting summer. You know, there may well be more ins and outs than we expected. Normally they've been quite quiet, but I do always refer back to that David Ornstein column in 2000 and nineteen, I think it was after we won the European Cup. Where there was a plan that around this time quite a substantial rebuild would take place to set this team up for the next run at, at everything. I do refer back to multiple journalists, Melissa Reddy, James Pierce saying that this summer was going to be a big spending summer. This is where money was being saved for. And with Sadio likely gone, potentially Mo, potentially Bobby, potentially Nabby, Ox, Milner, Divok. I mean, that is a rebuild. It's not a an overhaul, but it is a rebuild. You're rebuilding the squad and you're recalibrating the team. I still think Mo stays. I still think he signs the New Deal. I still think Bobby stays. I think Sadio's the one of the front three, the original front three that goes. But there could be a bit of change in midfield. Hopefully, the defensive unit we can keep together. Get that backup right back in. And I think we're just we're set then. Don't need to worry about that for a while. And even if it like Calvin Ramsey, some people will have doubts. Oh, he's in the 18, et cetera, et cetera. Remember, Joe Gomez can fill in there if we need him to. And Joe won't get a ton of games at centre back because. Virgil's not going anywhere but you put Joe right back and we'll be fine for a couple of games especially if we get a creative force in midfield and that's the other thing if we get someone in that midfield spot who can carry some of that burden and take it away from Trent so he's not having to always be weighed down by it Klopp doesn't have to play Trent quite as often and maybe Trent is able to withstand the demands on him a bit better anyway we'll leave it there do remember to check out the main Liverpool websites you've got this is Anfield there's a lot of stuff up about what happened at the Stade de France so check that out liverpool.com have some transfer stuff some of it's nonsensical but some of it's very very good Um, Rio Ferdinand has said we should buy N'Golo Kante uh, who's an injury prone 32 year old on the decline so You know, there's a lot of logic there. Um, And on Anfieldindex.com, we've got a bunch of new podcasts. There is that old school I mentioned. There's a Birds. There's the Raw from after the game, if you want to punish yourself. Um, There's a Pro Plus from the day of the final with Gags and Cam discussing their trip to Paris at that point. There's another Pro Plus from Friday, which was myself and Trev, which was originally meant to be like talking about old European cup finals that we've been to and sort of devolved into the two of us slagging off Liam Gallagher, which is great crack. Uh, So we'll leave it there. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show.